Welcome to the first official intro to Movies from Green Hell, as well as Movies from Green Hell Episode 2. Uh, this is the movie sidecast to Diary of Doom, in which I, your hapless host, Dylan Gonzalez, will find himself probably regretting watching a number of movies that have heavy metal or cannabis themes, or both. And I'll probably just wind up watching any number of good to great horror films to balance that shit out. For this rollicking good time, I asked Nathan to watch a bunch more of the Evil Bong movies. Uh, we, uh, Nathan being from I Hope You Suffer. And uh, yeah, the more times I asked I Hope You Suffer to come on, it's like we just lose another person. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they uh, Kit hasn't had internet because Texas is a nightmare. So he's been without internet for a couple days. Katie also was without internet yesterday and has to pick up her husband from the airport or some shit around the time we're recording. So she was not able to make it this time either. Also, I think she's just lying and doesn't want to watch these movies. Don't blame her <laughs> at all. This is this is my second time through them. And yeah, I, uh, I wish I would have made that decision. <laughs> I don't think I'll be revisiting most of these. Um, but for for previously, I had Nathan and Kit on to do the first two entries in the Evil Bong movies, which are not like good by any stretch. But it was a fun thing to do during April, and uh, compared to these three movies, they're much more watchable. <laughs> that first one's totally fine as like just a dumb like full moon movie it looks like, like a movie yeah the rest of them just become like like the only thing i could assume is that they let a 12 year old that has only seen a cheech and chong movie write them it's just all like the most generic stoner jokes ever and then just like boobs that's it <laughs> yeah i think one of my notes was simply just more boobs oh yeah that the Number four, or the King Bong, not King Bong, Evil Bong 420 when we get to it is just an excuse to have boobs for an hour. Yep, yep. And like, <laughs> n nothing against boobs, but this is definitely that kind of movie where, I get, you know, safe to say, you know who is behind the camera when it's being made. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because like Full Moon started as like, you know, it was always low budget shit, but like, they they did you know um ah oh shit the uh, the subspecies movies which are like like not great but like sort of classy vampire movies and like you know like puppet master the first couple are like pretty fine and yeah, shit they, like that and i assume that all these movies at the bare minimum meet the standard of like mundane horror movie yeah and then they just turned into like this shit of yeah. just like 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 we'll get to it when we get to 420 it's 53 minutes <laughs> that was the best part about it <laughs> <laughs> and like it's it, like like the the whole basis of it is they're just like oh this dude opened a topless bowling alley so we could just have as many people willing to show their boobs as possible in it yeah so yeah we'll get to it Something that's going on, two things I was going to uh, just run by you. Um, one we were discussing yesterday before it happened, but just now, like, just real shout outs to the internet because 
a friend of mine posts a picture of his son with Rage Against the Machine album, Evil Empire, which like the kid's like five or something like that. And he's like, oh, teaching him well. And you know what? I've got better things to do than go on, get on a fucking box about Rage Against the Machine. I still liked the hell out of that band in high school. But of course, this is the internet. So, uh, you know, somebody found that box and started commenting. And I just like, I love when people set themselves up for this. And this guy responds with, Wow, don't indoctrinate your child with that poser nonsense. Zach is a suburban kid who learned about ghetto culture from rap records. You've been had. Oh, what man, you got us. <laughs> right. Uh, to which he offers to send uh, my friend duplicate copies of a few Kiss records, which I would be insulted if I received. Yeah, why do you want your kid to listen to terrible music? <laughs> so... You know, I just felt com compelled to say he's playing a fucking album for his kid. Relax. To which this primo specimen of a human being replies with, and posers are a plague in our society. I'm doing the work of the Lord, in parentheses, Satan. So you fucking relax. <laughs> Simmer down even. What is that? What is, does that even mean? <laughs> I Like... It's also like, do you think that kid has any idea what the lyrics to Rage Against the Machine mean? Do you think he knows what Down Rodeo is about? Like, <laughs> I have a better question. Do you think this kid is ever going to see this post on the internet? <laughs> no. Yeah. When, like, by the time he's old enough to have, you know, social media, that platform just doesn't exist anymore, like MySpace. <laughs> Or better yet, it's like, oh man, this guy said he would send me some uh, copies of his uh, Kiss records. Oh man, he died. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we don't have trees anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just gotta love it. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was, I went to go see Full of Hell last night at St. Vitus, and yep. they had some excellent opening bands. Uh, this band, Nomas, was like a death grindcore band their singer showed up like a couple like they were just starting to run behind and he just ran on stage and was like well we're going and they were insane <laughs> but they were great who else played jarhead fertilizer they were fucking awesome uh looking forward to seeing them again and shepang who is one of the most weird bonkers things i've ever seen but it was pretty amazing like as you said a 15 minute set and they were done <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I love any band that has two drummers. I couldn't like, really tell what their setup was because I was in the back and it was crowded as fuck and then it just went bananas. As far as I remember from when I saw them, like, the two drummers, like, they're not necessarily doing anything different, but it just makes their sound so much, like, weirder and louder with the drums and then they don't have a bass player so it's just one guitar player and then two vocalists it's just very strange but they're very good yeah and then first time i've seen full of how i've been wanting to see them for quite a while and uh they were fantastic too and uh there was some weird shit that went down um i think one of the somebody from the band Chapang started calling out this really aggro mosher who like clearly was also annoying other people. I don't know. He did he did something to his brother. I won't say what it was, but uh 
needless to say, uh, I think the full of hell guys were like, uh, are we in trouble again? <laughs> and then they realized what was going on and they're like, whoa, can you just like take that shit outside? Which it promptly was. It just yeah. was cleared out, which I, I appreciate that. Like, I don't really know what was going on, but uh, I've seen so little BS happen at St. Vitus. It was kind of strange to see something like that happen, but uh, it was dealt with quickly, which was kind of nice. It sort of dampened the mood, I think. Like a bunch of people cleared out and then they did a few more songs. Yeah, I felt like, especially with a band like Full of Hell, like having to stop for a minute kind of like takes you out of their whole kind of like the mindset you're in when like they play. Yeah. And normally I probably would have brought my camera. Um, Cause it's a small venue, but I was like, nah, I just wanted to enjoy this. Cause it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. It's I uh, awesome. The, the first I've only seen them twice. I saw them once open for cattle decapitation, I think. But the first time I saw them, they played in Dayton when I lived there and they played at a wrestling venue. So awesome. the the stage was a wrestling ring with just the turnbuckles taken off it. That is and that's amazing. <laughs> so like they came they came out and number one they were opening for Weed Eater. So it was like no one it was like it was right before their collab with Mersvow came out. Okay. And so like they weren't like a as big as they are now. They were just starting to kind of like break into like popularity. So no one there knew who they were. Like it was just a, a bunch of like stoned out like weed eater fans <laughs> who had no idea what was about to happen to them. <clears throat> and so they come out and Dylan won't. He just Not comes me. out. Yeah, Dylan, their singer, comes out, sets up all of his like pedals and shit for the noise he does on the on the like the side of the ring, and then just stays on the floor in the crowd. It just goes, we're full of hell. This set's dedicated to anybody who spilled blood in this rig. And then they just go into like 30 minutes of just noise and grind. And as they're playing, their drummer is just slowly like discarding pieces of his equipment behind the ring. To the point <laughs> that by the time they got done, all he had was snare drum, uh, one cymbal, and then like the bass drum. And just played like four songs just like that. It was insane. <laughs> Wow, I mean, Weed Eater is probably fucking boring compared to that. <laughs> yeah, it was Weed Eater came out, and I was just like, I don't know how you follow this, so good luck. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Hats off to them that they fucking brought them on. Like, you know, they're doing very well for themselves. I'm sure that little tour certainly helped out. Yeah. I think they was... have I think they have more stoner fans than they than Oh, they yeah, suspect. I'm sure. This was this was just like like because I feel like their first two albums were kind of like very underground hits like you know power violence and grind fans liked it but it hadn't like I think the Mersbau collaboration just like pushed them into like another like stratosphere of that underground popularity to the point you know it was the thing that kind of kickstarted them to where they're at now where they're like headlining tours yeah and so it was just this very interesting also it was Dayton Ohio where like. You know, there was maybe twenty people there to begin with. <laughs> Fair. So I don't know. It was it was it was really interesting. But I love I love when there's lineups like that where it's just not five grind bands or like five death metal bands. You got like a stoner band, a grind band. Maybe there's like a fucking weird black metal band that plays too. Like more mixed lineups. 
Yeah, I'm all for that. So this was a lot of grind uh, and a lot of death. So and it all sounded pretty different. But yeah, great show. Overall, yeah. very good. Much better experience than watching three evil Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about No Moss from like people I know that live in the city. So they're a band I keep meaning to check out. I just always forget. Yeah, I would strongly recommend uh checking them out. They they really impressed me. Their front man has incredible stage energy. Like he I don't know, he just ex- exhibited all of the he did like he had like the death metal guy stance. He was whipping his head around back and forth. He was just like eating the microphone. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. I saw they're doing like a like a plan, I think maybe playing Vitus again tonight with like a different lineup. Yeah, the only band that's the same is uh, No Moss, um, but I but tonight it's uh, obviously this will not be fucking relevant by the time this comes out. But yeah, I know our official <laughs> just... brain was on it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the other band I saw them with. It was like uh, Cattle Decapitation, Full of Hell, Artificial Brain, and someone else. Like was it Author and Punisher? No, it was some other like death metal band, like kind of kind of like medium bigger name but i can't remember who it was but i remember not being thrilled with them like it was that very just kind of straightforward death metal that just did not fit that bill whatsoever i'm trying to think who it was wasn't creeping death was it no this was this was like god maybe eight years ago oh okay yeah i don't i don't even know if full of hell was on my radar eight years ago (laughs) I'll see if the internet uh, can help while we're talking. Figure it out. Whatever. I, I mean, it'll, it'll be a great show, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, let's talk about these awful evil Bong movies. Oh, boy. So, we, uh, yeah, we're this. obviously this is uh, 420 months, so it's it's real fitting. Unfor- I mean, it just <laughs> you can tell how excited I am to talk about this. Yeah, it's, like, just it's to, rough. It's, it, it's a bummer that, like to kick off this podcast or sidecast, what do you want to call it? But such a fucking oh. awesome movie, like freaked. And then just to go to this real quick, it was revocation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cause the other band who like, we're fine, but just kind of, we're so like outdone by the weirdness of the other three bands. And They've it was also, also like, been around for a while. Right. Yeah. It was also like one of those things too, where like, almost like you said with like, uh, the the thing at the show you were just at like there was a big fight in the middle of their set and they had to stop for like roughly 10 minutes and i remember just kind of like threw the whole thing off where i was like you know like i don't have an issue with revocation they're kind of whatever but i was like yeah this kind of just like it just like ruined their whole set and made it kind of like not great yeah i've i've seen dave before but it was not with revocation it was with just like a bunch of other people at saint vitus at the end of the year was metal injection 15th anniversary party or something like that oh yeah it's pretty fun i've probably like ran into that dude a bunch of times and just not even like realized it was him you know yeah all right i guess i guess we could talk about these movies (laughs) so so this is the thing is so on i hope you suffer for the last nine episodes we decided like 90 to 99 we were going to do good movies we're each picking three movies and doing good movies leading up to episode 200 so i've had like almost two months of not watching shit i've been watching good movies for the podcast and then i've been going through a bunch of like physical media shit that i bought that i haven't watched so i'm watching like good things 
And so I put these on and I was like, oh my God, these are so much worse than I remembered. Yeah, they're awful. Like there's so, so another movie I watched recently was The Condemned for another podcast. And I won't go into it here because I'll be going into it in further detail uh, when I record with my friends about it. But like that movie also was really bad, but there was a redeeming quality to how mind-bogglingly bad it was and how morally corrupt it was and just how wrong it was. But at least there were some people fighting and explosions and whatnot, and it was stupid. Is There's that the Stone, very little. Stone Cold Steve Austin yes. movie. So, <laughs> yes. so at least you at least had yeah. Stone Cold in that. <laughs> Who is a terrible hero, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's not a great actor, but I'll watch him do anything. <laughs> right, exactly. So it has that, you know, novelty to it at the very least. And these are movies that again, I think should be at like should have a novelty charm to them, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they are just disturbing and unpleasant to watch. Like, I, I don't ever want to watch these again. So, and there's fucking like, four more of them. Oh my god, there's more than that. So there's <laughs> there's yeah. five, yeah, five, six, seven, there's gonna be an eight, there's Ginger Weed Man, there's a Ginger Weed Man sequel coming. Yeah, I guess like, I'll watch those. So this is the thing, it's like I like the way it came about last year is I had like in January for whatever reason, I was like, I'm gonna watch all these like evil bong movies like January, 2021. And then I started like, they started introducing all of these other characters from full moon movies that I was like, well, now I gotta watch like the killjoy movies and all the ginger dead man movies and Ooga Booga, which is fucking horrendous. And no, absolutely not. I, like maybe one of the most racist things I've yeah. seen in recent so, movies. So I ended up diving into this world of like, none of the movies are good, but it was this weird, interesting thing of like, oh, it's kind of interesting that they started like building themselves like a almost like Marvel universe where all this shit's crossing over. So it was like this, it was like at least interesting what they were doing. And then like rewatching them now, I was like, oh my God, this is just overtly racist, mildly transphobic sometimes, like just the worst humor the one guy is like constantly making names with the word bro in it oh uh, uh, yeah Lauren broby broby mcguire was the only one that i thought was funny because <laughs> it's so like barely works there's like, a couple there were a couple of good okay i will say of the three the as bad as the third one was i still think it was probably the least bad of these three. Oh, i will say from memory i seven was at least interesting because it's like i don't know at some point like this larnell guy just disappears and is not in the movies anymore and the fucking rabbit dude takes over as the lead <laughs> and it like very and it like i don't know like that the like six or seven i forget which one one of those two introduces ginger weed man and like they're in hell and it's fucking weird and i was like okay well at least it's not just that like it's like three four and five, I know for sure, all take place in this fucking, like, the weed store or that bowling alley. And so it's just yeah. people coming in and just interacting at, like, a counter, almost like clerks, but terrible. And so they're just hard to watch because nothing of interest is happening. It's just a bunch of characters that are all unlikable showing up, making terrible puns. 
And so once like something happens where they just like start to go to hell for some reason, I was like, okay, well, this is at least different and interesting. Unfortunately, it's none of these movies. They yeah. they go to bong world. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> at least the space bong looks cool. <laughs> eh, it looked okay. I mean, I see. I wish the movie had more of like the awful CGI like space weed rock like just give me bad cg stuff it's okay at least it's charming they're trying someone got paid to do that right i love this old guy burying his dead wife in a mound of dirt (laughs) (laughs) just like good luck to satan consider us divorced this guy doesn't show up after the first scene by the way well he shows up in the store to sell them the the space bong Yes. After burying his wife. But that dude's interesting. That's Erwin Keyes from Friday. He's in Friday the 13th, The Warriors, House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay, so like, he's like an old timey, old school actor. Yeah, old-timey. he's in <laughs> real movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's still getting some royalties from Friday the 13th. Oh, for sure. Like, like that, The Warriors, like Chained Heat. He's in Death Wish 4. Like, he's in movies that I guarantee you he gets royalties from, like, showing up on cable networks playing reruns. So, him popping up in just, like, just this one evil bong, I was like, oh, hey, I recognize that guy. That's interesting. Yeah, so he sells the bong to the guys at this weed store that Larnell's running, and it's... It, it, is it all of the people that... This is the last movie where you see, like, all of the main cast, basically. Yeah, so you have I, Alistair number two, because he switched just, actors after the first I, one. I think it's Alistair number three, honestly. It could I, don't, be. I wasn't paying attention that hard. I think it's a different Alistair in all three of them. Yeah, it is. It's a different Alistair in all three That's of amazing. them. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. A character of no consequence. Like, who gives a shit? Just get rid of him like they do between three and four. Yeah, he or two he and three or whatever. Some, he's somewhat integral to the plot in the first movie, simply to be you know a yin to the other characters' yangs. But now right. it's like, uh, it's just I don't know, like <laughs> it's just everything he does. He's part of the National Space Institute. I'm not sure if that's even a real thing. <laughs> I made a note that he looked like Steve Albini. <laughs> that's, yeah, a little bit. I can see that. It's an insult to Steve Albini. Also, the AVGN, the angry video game nerd. Uh, why National, is Larnell a National, ninja? National Space Institute is a real thing, apparently. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> like, the, the Larnell's fucking, like, arc throughout these movies is baffling. It's inconsistent as hell. Like he just at goes least... from being aggro bro to a conspiracy theorist ninja to owning a store. Owning a store. I mean, I guess that tracks. He could like, be a politician he, next. He he at least for three movies straight is just like the weed store owner who's just there to make bro puns. Thinking of the one part that I thought was really fucking funny. It's in the next. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's in this one. I think it's in the next one. <laughs> I don't know what else happens. I'm like nothing. Like like it's just again. It's almost a retread of like the first movie where they're just in a place and then they get trapped in a bog and have to escape. But they have, this time they have to use evil bong to help escape from the space bong. 
Is the and, store the same set as the apartment from the first two? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like probably not because like I so I have I have an assumption that they made the first one and then made the second one and they were like okay well these are like doing well enough for us that they like I think they made three Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong four all at once then probably five because they're, they're obviously in a bowling alley. And then I bet they just like went back to whatever space to do like six and seven because those also take place in the weed store, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. So the old guy sells the bomb. He's like covered in this poisonous space weed. He's getting the Stephen King gr- creep show. Yeah. That's what I was then. thinking of. <laughs> um, except even that looked better than this. It It just all looks like a green. Something like a like a wire sponge that you would uh, use to like clean your sink with or something like that. They just like spray painted it green or or no, it looks like somebody took a bunch of troll dolls and cut off their hair. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I was gonna say, it just looks like like Halloween cobwebs. They just spray painted green. <laughs> yeah, or like cotton candy. It just looks it. It's the most not m- marijuana looking prop. It just doesn't look like marijuana. It just looks like fucking seagrass. Right. There's like some of those, like, you know, some like popular weed movies where you're like, I, you know, I, there, there's no way they're not actually smoking weed in these movies. Right. And I'm always curious if like, cause Larnell, at least in this one is almost always smoking. And I really want to know if he's actually smoking weed or not. I feel like probably not. I would say probably well, not. Just if you're gonna like make these movies, make everybody just be as high as possible while performing, it couldn't hurt. I know there's something about these movies that makes me feel like this is more like everyone did a bunch of coke and not smoked a bunch of weed. No, the, these movies are 100% made by people that have never been high. <laughs> I made a note here that said I got an ad for Blue Chew, a chewable erection pill. <laughs> Was it was it the one with the fucking boxer or whatever the UFC guy? I don't remember, but man, I think I, I think I got the same one. Love Tubi. Yeah, Tubi. Uh, Tubi's the best, but I wish Tubi would at least like mix up the commercials instead of playing the same three every fucking ad break. Agreed. Ugh, I forgot. I wrote this note that I was like, why did I write this? And then I remembered the way that this movie ends. I wrote too much cum for a movie about weed. Yeah, just wait till you get to 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Um, so, like, I, X, whatever. None of this matters. As far as, like, the three we watched for this, I think three is the better of them. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, it's, it's the like, most like a movie, at least. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't wait till a year from now when we get to five and you see the movie. Like, because this is the one I remember telling you about in the first episode that's literally just people walk into the store and they're just like hawking action figures that Full Moon sells. <laughs> and it's just like a 70 minute commercial. It's wild. I mean, uh, that's, but- what th- that's what these movies feel like. People show up, they do a thing for a few minutes probably bad in some manner and then they exit like there's very little cohesion to the plot and at this point the evil bong is barely even the the main part of the movie 
Well, but also the evil bong as well not really as, evil. Yeah. Like the evil bog and ginger dead man essentially become like good guys after these movies. They're just kind of like hanging out with the crew getting high and like, you know, stopping whatever mischief's happening. It's very strange. <laughs> it's a good way to describe it. Mischief. I like the idea that if this was happening in real life, like no one would care. It would like monumentally weird and baffling things would be, ha- no one would care. It's fine. No. It's just, some random mischief happening that no one has to give a shit about. Rabbit is a priest in this movie. He also changes <laughs> careers a lot. He it's it is endlessly baffling to me that he is in all of these movies. Like he's the only person that shows up in all of them because he's a real actor. I don't know how he got wound into this fucking franchise. Like, he, he was in Terror Vision. He was in Thelma and Louise, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Burbs. He was a real actor. And then somehow ended up in all of these. He's in fucking Trancers movies, which are also Full Moon. Bad Channel, Seed People, those are Full Moon movies. Like, he just became, he's in Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Oh my God, was he? I've seen that. <laughs> that yeah. movie's so goddamn stupid. Yeah, we we did an episode on you suffer on it. It's like it's 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 a stupid ass shark movie, but also has Joey Fatone and Sopranos characters in it. So yeah, yeah, I I had to watch it as yeah. somebody who lived in New Jersey for a very long time. Go like, go watch that instead of these three movies. Yeah. Also, or- fun fact. The guy that directed Jersey Shore Shark Attack directed a movie called Snowboard Academy that stars Jim Varney and um, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. the the Brigitte Nielsen, the lady that dated Flavor Flav for a while. That's from Rocky like, Four. Yeah, yeah, I think Red Sonia, maybe. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh my God, yes, that's a, yeah. You, <laughs> we both watched the Surreal Life. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've watched flavor of love all that shit numerous times <laughs> yeah so um i don't know what sunny carl what's his name sunny carl davis da- yeah carl davis yeah i don't know he uh he turned into kane from poltergeist 2 and everything went downhill from there whenever he like smiles awkwardly he just reminds me of that dude he's like <laughs> like, like at, at least he's and like he's interesting in the movies and he's got like comedic timing but his character is just terrible but he's at least like better than any of the main four cast in this these first three movies yeah he's like trying you know they're all like larnell is whatever i think the only reason he's passable is because you spend so much time with him the other three are fucking horrible well, yeah, because you got Larnell and then you got Alistair, who's just, they're all terrible actors. You have Bachman, who's like the fucking, you know, Jay oh, sort of character. Right, and yeah. He's just always like, monkey. That's his like dumb, <laughs> his dumb catchphrase that's not why? funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Brett, who like, why is he even, Brett is awful. Like just a complete sham of a human being <laughs> he is um what's that guy oh my god he was married to reese witherspoon reminds me of that guy ryan Philippe. he's ryan Philippe's yeah, yeah, yeah. like lame ass cousin he's just Bill. like he's 
and and a group of people that are like over the top caricatures of like like you know the the nerd and the fucking stoner and whatever like he's just a pointless addition to the group yeah oh you know what not there is one other person who i think is funny in this and that's grandpa and by funny i don't mean like this is not <laughs> by any stretch like high comedy but at least he can deliver very insulting lines very well. Like yeah, the only thing you need is a retroactive abortion, which is a horrible <laughs> line. Like it's just, it's he's, horrible. He's also the other real actor in the movie. Cause he was in like showgirls and man, uh, matinee, like Toby Hooper's matinees and like hail Caesar. He was in like actual movies too. So like, he him interacting with these other fucking doofuses that only do full moon movies like he's just like running circles around them yeah he's also dr weed now so (laughs) i don't remember i I can't remember if he comes back in any of the rest of them no this is it for him which is unfortunate no he pops up in five oh okay well i don't feel like i'm giving myself a year (laughs) he 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 I feel like I can't remember. It might be just like, you know, how all of these movies do like 20 minute of a recap of the other movies at the beginning. It might be in like something like that, but I know he at least pops up in five. So what happens here? Yeah. So they just barter with Dr. Weed slash grandpa for the evil bong. And he's like, I got to get her from my safe place, which was just off screen. The safest place really. Um, And they need her to like, deal with the space bong and she's like i'm not gonna do it and then they i don't know she he insults her and i don't know i just wrote the plot moves ahead at some point because i was like just like this they all wind up in the space bong is where we're getting to and you find like rabbit and alistair start getting their fucking dicks melt oh yeah i forgot something i just was yeah, they're like apparently the space bong is trying to find a perfect specimen to like take over the world with, which ends up being Alistair because he's smart and the rest of them are dummies. Yeah, Something dude. like that. And it's yeah, just like didn't you know Donald Trump is trying to take down the evil space bong from harvesting their fucking essence or whatever? <laughs> there's there's just like naked women painted in like neon green. Yeah, like walking around. Like Gatorade. So it looks like someone threw green Gatorade everywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, the one guy Bachman, I think, is just he gets milked so bad that he just turns into weed, and they have to smoke him <laughs> to get out. Yeah, I was like, what is even <laughs> happening? I I do though. I do like the simple effect of like when they're all in there, and Larnell is like fighting off these like alien women. That when he smacks them like weed leaves come out yeah that's kind of funny it's like those little tiny moments where i'm like this is kind of funny yeah like more of that would have been like or just like more dumb special effects would have like Like, been as disgusting as it is like more of like the weird sea lamprey things that are like sucking on these guys cocks for their fucking (laughs) this their quote-unquote smart jizz Yeah, I know. Oh, like, I forgot how much cum is in these movies. <laughs> I know it's alarming how much cum is in these movies. <laughs> Again, I, I, I got to assume that uh, August White, the writer, is twelve years old, <laughs> or it's just Charles Band. 
it's uh like a, he's only written 10 movies and every single one of them i believe are something for full moon including unlucky charms the leprechaun ripoff uh wow did you see that when they have to light up bachman like the lighter clearly goes out and between shots <laughs> no but that's not surprising i feel like they were like just flick it once it just will like just cgi a tiny flame on there <laughs> Why are there girlfriends in this either? Because they were in this too. I had made a note, but they're so inconsequential to the plot. Oh, yeah. Felicity and Luann. Yeah. Luann's like fine. I like Robin Sidney is like a totally passable actress in these. Like, because she's totally fine in Ginger Dead Man. That's like the. Like, obviously, you know, when we get to the next movie, we'll talk about her because she plays two characters. But she's the main actress in Ginger Dead Man, and she's totally fine as like the final girl of that movie. Okay, just I really do... just thought that I was, I just was tripping out. I'm like, is that? It's not. It's too. Is it? I don't know. I thought I was just really high and couldn't tell the difference. But that well, was her playing the two roles, right? Yeah. Spoiler: She has a third role in one of the following movies because she's also in the Killjoy <laughs> movies that she like crosses over into this as her character from killjoy so yeah, yeah this so, it's it's just not good yeah so not good not great um the the god smokes weed song at the end sounds like a bad version of that hide and seek song <laughs> i am never it's gonna take so long to get this main theme song from the opening credits out of my head it's that like it's like not terrible it's not, but it like it plays in all of them so many times that I'm just like, you couldn't have gotten a different song each movie. <laughs> like, it can't be hard to come up with a song that has weed in its name. Like, no, stoner bands not. do it all the time. Yeah, I I listen to them on a like daily basis. You <laughs> like, know, <laughs> there's ba- an Bongzilla's endless... <laughs> got stupid amount of albums. Hire them to write a song for you. Do, th- these movies would like forgive the the wording would be elevated to a completely new level if they got involved. I feel like yeah. even those dudes would have it in the same like no 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 you need to make a better movie. <laughs> How do you not reach out to that King Bong band and just be like hey, come do something with our movie? Yeah, like we'll pay you five hundred dollars to write a song like a two minute song for our movie. Yeah. It's, it's it seems like a no-brainer to me you have this like complete swath of like you know maybe a, if a bit oversaturated like at least actually kind of cool like stoner culture as opposed to like your fucking spencer's gifts type approach that they have in this movie <laughs> oh, and yeah. you get none of that it just feels so outdated and it and that was something i said to sarah was just like who are these movies for, really? These these movies are for the people that are like 30 years old and still have a blacklight, like Alice in Wonderland fucking Cheshire Cat poster in their room. <laughs> From Spencer's Gifts, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. Well, you said, th- I'm like, okay, well, I'm like 32, so <laughs> these next words better be <laughs> chosen wisely. <laughs> it's just I have like much the, cooler like a, shit hanging up in my room. This movies are for the adults that still think shit and Spencer's gifts is like the funniest fucking thing on earth. So, well, that brings us to uh, the epic crossover of Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. And if you don't know what the Ginger Dead Man is, 
Um, Gary Busey plays an evil cookie, and I that's really all you need to say. <laughs> we, uh, I'm sure that movie is better than these movies. I, that movie, surprisingly, is not terrible. We did an episode of it on I Hope You Suffer, maybe our second year, and I'd seen it before that. And, like, Gary Busey helps because, like, you know, he's Gary Busey voicing a fucking cookie and saying, like, dumbass cookie puns, and it kind of rules. And so recasting him, and then also in Ginger Dead Man, it's kind of like the the face of the cookie is kind of like how E.B. is, where the mouth barely moves. And <laughs> That's this, not what happens in this. In yeah, this, they literally shoot footage of somebody's mouth, like I'm guessing the actor who voices him, and then like CGI it onto the cookie, and it looks fucking terrible. It is hideous i mean the ginger dead man in this is hands down one of the most unpleasant revolting (laughs) hideous heinous things i've seen in a movie like i can't get it out of my brain just the disturbing like the mouth (laughs) and just his gross body Ugh. it's it's and it's not gary Busey. no it's not and it's not even somebody that sounds like gary Busey. like (laughs) It's it's bad, and like from what I remember, like the CGI on the mouth gets worse to where it like barely like <laughs> it it just like constantly will shift out of like the cookie's face. Like they just gave up trying in the following movies, and it's I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird direction because Ginger Dead Man is kind of along the same lines of Evil Bong, where it's like it's a real movie like it's low budget obviously but it like it is a movie and it has a plot it's just like a dumb slasher it could like it would make a very good double feature of something like leprechaun or like thanks killing maybe something where it's just like a goofy ass slasher movie and then this happens and there's two sequels to it that are fucking terrible too because they don't have gary Busey. Uh, just gonna go out and say that Thanks Killing Three is a masterpiece. Banger, absolute banger. Uh, that um, movie uh, surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm not. I I can't recall if we spoke about it on an episode previously or not briefly, but I had just kind of forgotten uh, about that movie and you you talking about it. So going into that, I was like, "What's happening?" And it was absolutely the most out there thing I think I've ever seen. And uh, Sarah came periodically in and out, you know, to do whatever and would like watch bits and parts of it. And as she was watching it, she's like, Oh my God, this is like so fucked up and weird. What is this? And then just, okay, that was really pretty funny too. This is pretty fucking endearing actually. And it is bizarre. It is bizarrely endearing. It's, it's what happens when you have a person who has a vision and is actually can like, will be a good director given a bigger budget to like continue making movies. He did a movie that's, I think on shutter called the Headhunter, something like that. Jordan Downey. Uh, that's actually really fucking good. Like we said, thanks killing three is very good. Like, it's just, you took this like weird premise from the first movie and you just like, you're just like, I don't know. I'm going to throw as much fucking weird shit in here as possible, including like straight up evil dead ripoff or like there's a fucking chainsaw arm and a fucking talking oven and shit. It's so weird. 
<laughs> it is so weird, it, but it's kind of amazing. Yeah, much better than Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Um, oh, yeah, <clears throat> way better. Yeah, so now that we've gotten the Ginger Dead Man out of the way, oh, God, he says horrible things, too. Like, And this is like literally what the voice sounds like. He's like, a little faster. I'm getting a crust. I never, <laughs> ever want to hear that again. It's, it's, <laughs> I guess this, this is, so it looks like they changed the voice actor from this movie to the next one because the guy's only credited as the voice in this one but like it's somebody doing like an snl version of gary Busey. it's so bad i forget if it was uh, this movie or the next one i know it had i know i said it like within the first 10 minutes but like it whatever was happening i think i just went out like god i hate this why am i watching this <laughs> <laughs> Like, why I feel is this like, happening? I feel like you could say that about literally all 53 minutes of the 421. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. This is the one that introduces the uh, extremely terrible Asian couple. Woof. Yeah. Really bad. Oh, I was also calling Larnell Darnell uh, for the entire <laughs> last movie and then most of this movie. We're also introduced to... I don't know, the Don, who's like a chipmunk-voiced, one-eyed, pretty short hippie? Who's not one-eyed, oh, just wears yeah, an yeah, eye patch? Yeah. This guy made me laugh pretty fucking hard, actually. He's, he's, he's him, and then I will say the fucking, the Council of Baked Goods, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay, because that was, you're get, now you're getting into... Thanks killing three territory, which is like the way you should be taking these movies. Yeah. Not this. Like the, these movies would be so much better if instead of just like doing the status quo, terrible weed jokes and shit, they just made them as weird as possible. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> well, I need to get back. My cat's away. Don't I know it? Dude! There's a wicked bitch in the office, and that stupid dude smoked off the bitch, and now the dude is gone, dude! Why didn't you say something, Lindsay Brohan? Is somebody hurt? I'm not fucking going in there! It's like this just weird little dude from New Jersey they found. Yeah, he, uh, he Is was... that his real voice? I guess. No, he... it can't. Well, it has to be, because he's in two Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, okay. And then Bad Boys 2, somehow, at the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I mean, I, I saw that movie, but it was a while ago. I mean, I'm sure he's, like, some fucking, like, brief thing in the movie. But mm -hmm. it's just weird yeah. to me when some of these, like, weirdo people in these movies end up in, like, actual things. Yeah, well, again, this guy I actually thought was pretty fucking funny, um, for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, and then good. there's just all this fucking recaps. Like, Larnell literally's like, they should make a movie about it. And it's like, <laughs> thankfully, we have it right here. And they just recap uh, the movie for us. Like, this is. Yeah, they, re they recap nice, actually. <laughs> three evil bong movies in case you haven't seen those and you're coming from Ginger Dead Man. And then they also recap Ginger Dead Man in case you are coming from the evil bong franchise and haven't seen Ginger Dead Man. So there's like a solid probably 20 minutes of this hour and 20 minute movie that's uh, just recap. Yeah, which is 
kind of a nice break because I was like, oh man. And it's and and I love that they just do not give a shit that it's all different actors, even Gary Busey. Like it's all just completely different and nobody acknowledges any of that. <laughs> and they flat out just use the fucking footage of Gary Busey from the first movie in the yeah. recap. Yeah. By the way, Larnell's store, the name of it is Dick's Head Shop. Hell yeah, it is. It's probably also, a like, place. the fucking cookie shop that uh, Sarah has is Do Re Mi, but D O U G H. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's still better than Dick's Head Shop. I love these two stoners that walk in because uh, they just look like Josh Hame and John Garcia from Chaos on Meth. And they're like, give me some weed or whatever i also like that they keep like referencing larnell's friends and they're just he's just like we don't talk about them anymore <laughs> yeah i did like that that's, too that's the explanation as to why they're not there it's just like yeah we don't talk about them yeah and then a man with a pink face dressed like a clown shows up yeah that's hambo from ooga booga haven't seen that don't want to yeah. see that <laughs> I, I don't don't recommend it yeah he wants to sell some very racist tchotchkes like this movie just really doubles down on the racism. I really don't even want to talk about this stuff with the Asian people because it's bad. Like yeah, really it's bad. Really bad. That was like, especially this time watching it where I was just like, oh my God, I forgot about this. This sucks. It's like it's like for people that like only watched South Park growing up. Where mm-hmm. they just think like this humor is the funniest fucking thing in the world because it makes people upset. Yeah, I don't know. I stoners deserve better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like that Ouija's movies have to be better than this, I hope. I we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit's back. Hooray. And uh he's selling EB merch and <laughs> which is bizarre. Also because full moon fucking just i don't know how has not tried to sell bongs of these characters yeah you again uh, seems like such a good uh Uh, like a just missed opportunity yeah exactly i mean for fuck's sake like mastodon has a bong and like these people don't they could have they could have easily done like like a limited line of like i don't know 50 of like you know EB, 50 of the space bong, whatever, had somebody do like the glass blown, like nice versions of them, sold them for like $500. They would have sold every single one of them. I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, this fucking part with the, at the, the, at the, at the bakery with this fucking guy who's like got a weird eye and he's rubbing off on the glass. Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what? Uh, <laughs> It, <laughs> like it's in a, so in a, dumb it's just bizarre like he's like oh if a girl touches my dick i'm gonna like behind i don't know it's truly strange it's i, not I, even I challenge anybody to tell me like what is the point of this like he's what, what is appealing about this so he's like at first it sounds like he's trying to do that thing where he's like no i need you to get those ones in the back like he's gonna look down her top yeah. But instead, she has to reach into, like, the front of the display case where he's pretending she's grabbing his dick. It's And that's somehow doing something for him? 
Yeah, it's odd. I, I said, what am I watching? This is what I said, what am I watching? Because if this was in like any, if this was, I could see this being in a, a, like an actual horror movie that's good, but I feel like this would be, you know, actually addressed and probably dealt with. Yeah, not just like, hey, get out of here. And then he's just gone for the rest of the movie. Yep. I mean, thankfully, but. Uh, these movies. They're pretty great. I <laughs> everybody should watch them. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, finally the ginger dead man shows up and then rabbit lights up and finds EB and she convinces rabbit to smoke her. Uh, so he (laughs) did like, don't you want to see some fine ass titties? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, the actress that voices EB is the only saving grace of these movies. Again, she's been, like, I was reading about her. She's been on stage. She's performed in a number of productions. Like, a talented person. Yeah. She's in Trading Places and fucking Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. (laughs) Then, like, there's, like, this other girl and some dude we never see again. They start fucking in the kitchen. And, like, you know. I love fucking next to syrup and ganache <clears throat> as much as the next couple. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, almost porn. And, but, you know, Ginger Man fucking interrupts that, kills that. It also is like the most, like the thing that drives me crazy about it is the most boring sex you've ever seen. And then she's just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even know if I can walk after that. And I'm just like, come the fuck on. Like, <laughs> uh, the, oh, we actually do find out what happened to the other guys um alistair died in a science experiment and (laughs) bachman and brett are gay and like running a pilates gym or something together i don't know sounds sounds very much like a better way of life than this sounds sounds like the the type of joke this movie would make Mm -hmm. although i do like that alistair got blown up that's pretty funny So the ginger dead man kills the hippie, R.I.P. the Don, and then Evie and the ginger dead man finally meet up, and she says she could turn him back into a man. I can, like, barely read my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They all wind up inside Evie at, like, all together. Uh, Yeah, that's right. And then, like, because Rabbit doesn't want to leave. He's just like, I figured out that I could just fuck and like smoke weed all the time in here so why would i want to leave so he's just like stays and larnell and sarah are trying to like are trying to get out and he's just like the only way to get out is to not want to get out and they're just like oh that makes sense and then they're just out of the fucking bong but gingerbread man's still trapped in there well king bong makes a cameo um (laughs) also dropping some fucking terrible homophobic jokes on ginger dead man Yep. Ginger Dead Man winds up with the, as I wrote in all caps, Pastry Tribunal. Hell yeah. <laughs> My new fucking metal band. That's the movie I want. I want a movie about just them. Yeah. Please. Like, I don't know. Sell the rights to Stephen Kostansky to make a fucking evil bong movie <laughs> or what that features the Pastry Tribunal. Infinitely will be a better movie. Infinitely. 
It's like shit that like Wonder shows it and stuff back, or like Adult Swim back in the day could have like made a thirteen episode series out of it. It would have been amazing. Yeah, ten minutes long. You don't need more than ten minutes of this a day. Um. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh my god, Lardell's wall of titties. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just. It's so dumb, but it's also like, yeah, I guess that's what this dude would do: is just build a house made out of boobs. Yep, and uh, I will say that like this, the last shot of the ginger dead man, um, just smoking a cigarette in front of the wall of titties. I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> like it's such a just an epic shot. It's like one of the only decent shots in the movie. You know somebody has that shit as, like, their computer background right now. Yeah, it's me. (laughs) Well, so, like, (laughs) so... It's gonna be me. We get a glimpse at the end of the next movie, like, where they blatantly spent some money building the inside of this bong world, like, on, you know, computer animation. And it looks so much more interesting than the fucking drab-ass weed store. Yeah, Because the weed store is just black walls everything's black except for like a couple black light posters and then whatever like the 10 bongs they have like taking up the store and it just looks shitty to watch so that anytime you actually make it into like inside the bong it like looks infinitely more interesting yeah and it looks awful but which is fine because i don't expect it to look (laughs) good so yeah i don't know this movie barely qualifies as a versus movie Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah. They never fight. They're just like, like one character shows up and then just ends up getting transferred inside of another character. And then it's uh, the end. Quick aside, in terms of this being a versus movie compared to those awful sci-fi, you know, whatever it is, Megacroc versus, you know, Aimsaurus Rex or whatever. And those movies barely feature the monsters fighting in them, as we've all kind of come to figure out by now. Uh, would you rather watch this and just deal with the other bullshit that's happening or that? Oh, no, I'd rather watch the sci-fi ones. <laughs> wow. Because, like, those awesome. usually aren't wildly homophobic. and like, That is true. They're just bland, right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, I'm trying to think. I know we did, like, Sadako versus... Uh... Oh, I still want to watch that. Yeah, whatever the fucking the ring versus the grudge characters. And it's like not great, but like once you it's kind of like how Freddy versus Jason is like you like that movie like actually builds to a confrontation whereas this like doesn't. It just kind of like a character shows up and then all of a sudden they're all just transferred into the bong and it's just kind of like, "Oh, okay, so nobody's going to fight." <laughs> yeah. Also like how would they fight? What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, I I have a feeling the ginger dead man would win. He can walk. He has arms. Yeah, he could push over the bong and it's done. <laughs> so that uh yeah, uh, don't watch that movie. Um that leads us to Evil Bong 420, which hell yeah. is thankfully only 53 minutes long. It still took me like an hour and a half to get through. Yeah, this uh, this somehow was the one that had the most commercials in it on Tubi. Like, every commercial break, I had five commercials, and I was like, holy shit, what's happening? It was written by a guy named Kent Rudebush. Uh, <laughs> so, 
blatantly somebody who didn't want their name on this movie. <laughs> well, it's R O U D E Bush, but I imagine it's still pronounced Rude. So just Rude Bush is a funny name. Like you said, we get awful CGI weed world. I imagine if Sonic the Hedgehog was again designed by Spencer's. Spen- <laughs> Yeah, Spencer's. Um, but again, like this, I would rather this than the fucking weed store. Uh, yeah, because this at least has like yeah. production value to it because it's a, a functioning bowling alley. Well, yes, that it also we get a functioning we get or we get a bowling alley as like the main set here too. But uh, yeah, this is um, Ginger Dead Man's back with some naked women, and Rabbit has opened up a topless bowling alley called Lickety Splits Lanes, and he's got some women employed. They're his gutter sluts. So do you think, like, could you open a topless bowling alley? How has somebody not done that yet? I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if you could do that now. Like, I feel like there's some kind of... Well, because I was trying to think of, like, you know, how, like, strip clubs have whatever kind of fucking things they have to get past to like be able to function like i wonder if you could do the same thing for a bowling alley i don't know i'm I'm just curious if like that is something that could happen in the real world or not i feel like it totally could i feel like that's something that you would find in like vegas or something like that or atlantic city or some shit yeah i could totally see this being a real thing it's like you know, fucking Vice article, just like, we went to a topless bowling alley with, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some random celebrity. With uh, fucking Sonny Carl Davis. <laughs> with Sonny Carl Davis. <laughs> I love his fucking philosophy for sales. If a kid wants a soda, sell him a beer. <laughs> Actual dialogue. <laughs> what an upsell. Yeah. Also love that he's still wearing his wedding ring. Like, I don't know who he's married to, but he is wearing a wedding ring in this, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, no, I've ever noticed that. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I feel like um, he was probably just like, who's going to see this? I'm not taking this shit off for this. <laughs> Fast forward to now, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I guess also, apparently, it's just mentioned offhand by the Ginger Dead Man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I should back up that rabbit managed to escape the evil bong. I, the, the plot is not clear. I was under the impression that he was actually just living in an illusion, but he actually did manage to get out somehow. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. And um, the ginger dead man is annoyed about that. And he said that rabbit would get a boner every time they played Yahtzee. So it made him want to have his human dick back again. I can't believe that I'm just like saying these words. Yeah. And also the reason that rabbit decided to finally leave is that he just got so overly, I got done with so many topless women that he just wasn't getting erections anymore. So he was like, I just decided to like steal a bunch of weed and leave. <laughs> got tired of getting hard. Yeah, no, he, he got so inundated with topless women that he just stopped getting erections because he just was like overstimulated by it so much that he was just like I can't get boners anymore so I gotta go back to the real world and I guess still see topless women in this topless bowling alley I'm starting yeah his plan is to get all the customers really high so they can you know buy him out of <laughs> snacks so because they, they have the munchies not a There's bad a- plan 
No, it's not a bad plan. It's like the only smart <laughs> thing in the movie. There's well, besi- oh, besides oh. his fucking weed, there's a leaf blower bong. Oh, yes, his thing. drug cannon. Another thing that Full Moon should sell. Yes. This must be the beginning of the dolls and action figures that you talked about, because there's a... I don't even want to say it. There's, let's just say there's a very racist one oh, of characters yeah. that wind up fucking coming back. Like, I can't believe that there's something out there they're just called... It's... it's Yeah, you Oing. get like... You get an Asian slur character as a toy. In the next one, you have one called the oh my god like it's brutal how fucking like this like yeah there's like homophobic jokes in like the the previous ones but it's like it's like the same shit that's in all of these low budget terrible movies starting in this one it goes off the fucking rails with like their offensive jokes it's there's like a fucking really shitty caitlin jetter joke in it yeah yeah oh yeah it's just it's lowbrow to the nth degree yeah uh i don't know the pig clown man Hambone is back <laughs> i love all the nerds taking pictures with him in their slightly stupid shirts right, right. <laughs> i was like i, I was one, thought I, about that band I, in a minute i saw that this time but i was like god that fucking band there's a couple of rednecks who steal money from a black couple who somehow managed to escape from this movie unscathed, I think. Well, besides being being the butt of like, oh, they're just letting anybody into this place now. This neighborhood's getting to overrun kind of fucking terrible jokes. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're, they, they're like standing there talking and like the their entire conversation is about how that like I guess the, the black people were allowed into the bowling alley, this and I'm like, great, awful. yep, checks out, yep, yep. But hey, at least we got Carl from Nile calling them assholes. It's not really him; it just looks like Carl from Nile. That, so that guy has to be somebody, but I don't know who it is. Uh, stolen Ghostbuster sound effect when Rabbit turns on the drug blower gun. <laughs> The one one of the rednecks is the voice of the space bong, apparently. Oh, so that's great. More racism. So I'm going to guess the Carl-looking guy is David Del Vale. Because no, those I... are the two. Um, oh no, that's guys. yeah, that's David De Catau or whatever. Yeah, that's right. And David Del Vale. Yeah, yeah I'm not cause... familiar with who they are, but I'm assuming they're like kind of schlocky filmmakers yeah i i think d katow i'm not sure you pronounce his name he did sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama and like a bunch of puppet master movies he's done like a lot of like better versions of what full moon thinks they're doing okay. or like he, he was like one of the people that did a bunch of the shit like back when full moon was still making real movies he's got 158 movies he's directed Holy shit. <laughs> He's one of those people. Like, they're all just, like, the lowest of low budget, but, like, a you know, a bunch of them are actually fun, like, shitty Tubi movies. Right. Just, like, an old Saturday Night Rent from Blockbuster. Yeah, like, shit, like, with names like Witch House and Dream Maniac, shit like that. Yeah, they're all derivative, but they're, uh, but it's still a movie. 
Oh, he did do 90210 shark attack, which I got to assume is perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so there's a bunch of other dumb bullshit that's happening that doesn't really matter. Uh, ultimately, we get to... The ginger dead man wants to fuck one of the girls whom he propositions for <laughs> sex with a stack of cash and then uh, winds up just jizzing whipped cream all over her. Yeah, you do it's get awful. to see his you get to see his dick. Which... I don't remember seeing his dick. I didn't see no. his dick. <laughs> I just saw it. And fuck that. He says something, I forget what he says. He makes some fucking like oh, my dough's rising or something yes, like that. Yes, he says my dough is and, rising. And like from the bottom of the screen, what looks like a hot dog <laughs> pops up because it's like, it's very small and thin, but like his dick comes out and then there, <laughs> then you get you get footage of this fucking cookie doll in between someone's legs humping and then it's just like, he says, I'm about to cream and then just whipped cream <laughs> shoots all over her. It's cinema at its finest. <sighs> Martin Scorsese could never. <laughs> God, this movie is just truly audacious. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I want to say it's the worst of all of them, but I can't say that for sure because I don't fully remember how bad the rest of them are. In the future. <laughs> yeah. But not, but not the near future, thankfully. Still got two more years of this shit, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Rabbit uses the weed blower to calm down Sarah and Luann, who are here now. Oh, yeah. And, I I yeah. don't think we said. So, like, he's got this leaf blower that he just packs with weed he stole from Evil Bong that instantly gets you high and makes you, like, agreeable and fun. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anytime anyone's upset in a bowling alley, you just, like, blast them in the face with this cloud of smoke, and they're just like, oh, okay. To the point that, like, when Larnell and Sarah show up, and then his ex, Felicity, shows up, he just blasts all of them in the face, and then they, Sarah and Felicity, just decide they want to be in a thruple with Larnell. Yeah, it's all very strange and bizarre and... Dumb. Doesn't make a lot of sense. For is dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's a good word. Simple, effective. He uses it on the ginger dead man. He doesn't want to fight anybody anymore. He doesn't care he about wants, his dick anymore. He wants to have an orgy with the like Larnell yep. and the two ladies. <laughs> it just should have happened at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, you already saw him fuck once. Might as well just that if this movie would have went into a, a fucking orgy scene, it would have at least been slightly better. This one was awful. <laughs> It's, just it's brutal so don't watch don't watch these movies they're not they're not good they're <laughs> well the good news is is i think by the time this episode comes out they're all leaving Tubi. because uh when i went to watch 420 it says expires in 14 days so you can't unless you buy them and do not buy them no that's actually good this means i will probably not watch any more of these fucking movies oh they'll be back the full moon movie i think it's one of those things where full moon movies leave for like a week and they're all back <laughs> it's like some weird contractual things like we just need to be off for a little while then yeah we're back Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. not good do better 
I promise <laughs> that we will actually like watch some good movies on I, this podcast. I do like so one of the top the top review on Letterbox is just the this exchange. Rabbit, I'm gonna uh, the going rate for directors wanting to shoot a movie in this bowling alley is twenty five thousand dollars. David D. Catow, I've got fifty dollars. Rabbit, I'll take it. Yep. Also, also <laughs> plot, I gotta, a plot that goes nowhere in the movie. I I have to uh, go back to my favorite quote so far of the entire franchise is in Evil Bong Three. Was I don't remember why, but someone just says, "My whacker's toast, bro." <laughs> I think it's I think it's when uh, what's his name. Bachman? Uh, Bachman is like turned into weed because he's been sucked dry. <laughs> yes, that would that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> what an incredible movie! <sighs> I hope Ouija's is better. Probably uh, isn't. I, I feel so Ouija's. I feel like has to be because I think it's just Ghoulies but weed, and Ghoulies are great. So I have faith that that's probably at least not as homophobic and racist as this yeah so um i don't know is is there anything else that <laughs> you want to talk about that's good I'm trying to i mean I, I have a list of movies but i'll save that for your podcast uh let's see what have i watched lately well katie and i've been doing the demons episodes and mine we can talk about that real quick because i've watched a bunch of those <laughs> So we recorded up to the church yesterday is where we're at. And everything minus Black Demons like slaps. Those movies are very fun. But I'm also like, I'm very biased towards Italian horror because it's all wild and makes no sense and rules. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I was really enjoying that run of movies and dipping into them because the first Demons was awesome. The second one is kind of, I don't know like it's definitely a lot of fun and i like the effects and but there was something about it that i think kind of didn't land as well as the first one i totally did not mind the ogre it's like fine uh i yeah, don't the, think it's the, like amazing but i the did ogre, like it. the ogre rules because it's like made for tv and so it has that like it was because it was made for like a, a tv show that uh liberto bava directed for made for tv movies for and like it has that feel of like this ridiculous American made for TV thing, but also like just the the wildness of like Italian horror. It just it's it's it just doesn't have like the over the top gore that like you know the first two demons have. The ogre looked pretty good. I thought he looked pretty pretty awesome in his yeah uh, in his Shakespeare outfit. As you said, <laughs> <laughs> very weird, but he looked cool. Yeah. Uh Black Demons, not good. Just yeah. Just not, not good and not boring. Good. Yeah. Real boring. Good. The church. Uh, the church was pretty great. I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. It is kind of like two movies in one. Uh, because the first yeah. half feels like it's about very like a very kind of specific smaller storyline. And then it just kind of turns into demons one in a church. And yeah. yeah, the end of that movie is fucking insane and awesome. Yeah. The last 20 minutes of that movie is so good. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked the sect. In some ways, I like the sect a little bit more than uh, the church because I like some of the sort of like more artsy like scenes in it. Specifically, the part with the stork was really fucking out there. But that was like, damn, this is 
this is so fucking wild. It felt like a music video, but it was very cool. Yeah, the sect is one that mostly all I remember about is that it deals with like a cult trying to like bring about the Antichrist or some shit. It's so sort really of it's sort of a spin on Rosemary's watch. Baby. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you followed the cult in Rosemary's Baby. I had watched all of them with the exception of Cemetery Man because it was impossible to watch anywhere. And then I finally bought it and Katie and I were just like, well, we'll do these episodes on it. So I'm like holding off on that. And I haven't seen uh, The Dark Tower, which is one that I found out was released in Japan as like Demon 7 or some shit. So I haven't seen that yet. But all the rest of them besides Black Demons, I'm fully on board with. They're all pretty great in their own ways. Yeah, I would definitely recommend people check them out for sure a movie i will recommend that i watched recently that um severin put out from 1983 it's called siege and it's this pretty fucking incredible movie made in canada about uh the police go on strike so there's like no cops and you're just thrown into this world where you're like you're introduced to this uh, this group of people in this gay club and then like they're all just like having fun hanging out just you know doing what you do in a bar and all of a sudden all of these dudes come in with these arm patches that say no for new order that start harassing the shit out of them and then kill all of them but one this one guy flees and looks like gets into this apartment complex these people let him in and then like it just ends up being all of these dudes that killed all of these people in the bar trying to get into this apartment complex while the rest of these people hold them off. And it's fucking great. It's so good. And it's also such a bummer that it feels like instead of 1983, it could have been made today. Yeah. It like, like it's just ro- like just rogue uh, people like going after citizens. Cause they feel like, yeah, just very yeah. indicative of like shit that has kind of gone down the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's like it's it's really like timely and also just like just this really cool movie of like almost like an assault on precinct 13 style movie where it's just people inside a building trying to stay alive and fend off from these fucked up people trying to get at them. It's it's very good. I highly recommend it if people could track it down i'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere but i know severin at least put out a blu-ray of it nice i'll add that to my ever-growing list of movies <laughs> i do want to note that when we were when we were, we were talking about watching the demons movies uh i was saying that i was at cemetery man and that there was like a fucked up copy on youtube and you're like hey i'll shoot you a link for it but then you sent me the tweet about Clarence Thomas getting like the flu or whatever. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I guess this is really important news. <laughs> just, just fingers crossed that COVID gets Clarence Thomas. <laughs> it was very like, Oh, <laughs> very funny. So um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for evil bomb part two and hopefully the last entry for this year up until we revisit this unfortunate film franchise for next year's uh 421 next year i'm gonna force katie to be on it just to jump in to watch like i don't know two movie like five and six or whatever in this <laughs> with no fucking backstory to what the rest of them are they'll tell they'll tell you i'm sure they yeah. will
Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> so do you want to tell people where they can find you out there on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can listen to I Hope You Suffer like pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Normally, we cover movies about the quality of this bullshit, but lately we've been doing good shit like Kronos and The Gate. And uh, by the time this is out, we'll have an episode on The Void, which I fucking can't wait to talk about. Highly recommend. Yeah, The Void's maybe my favorite movie made in the last like decade. It's so good. We're on Instagram at I Hope You Suffer Podcast. And then we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash I Hope You Suffer Podcast where we do at least a monthly triple feature on some random theme voted on by patrons. And when uh, we have time, like right now, like we said, Katie and I have been doing a series on the, the quote unquote demons franchise because we gave up on Amityville because it's the fucking worst. <laughs> and when we started Amityville, there were 23 movies. And by the time we stopped, there were something like 50. And I was like, I can't, I can't watch 25 fucking Amityville movies made after 2010. I just, I can't do it. No, uh, no, and no then, one should endure that. No, they're, they're horrendous. And then, um, my partner, Caitlin and I have a podcast called Nate K movie club where we watch usually good, more like bigger budget movies like moonstruck and fucking, we did one on like the first two phases of the MCU and, Shit like that. So uh, you can listen to that pretty much anywhere you find podcasts as well. Cool. And you can follow Diary Doom on Facebook, Instagram, uh, podbean.com, whatever the long full fucking address is for it. Uh, go to diaryofdoom.com. And, uh, you know, thank you for subscribing. And uh, we appreciate it. Me and Nathan. <laughs> yeah. I will... Uh... I'll also say probably, I think, around the time this comes out, uh, if things work out, you'll be on a 420-week episode, I Hope You Suffer, on a movie called Gonjasaurus Rex. So, Yeah, that's not going to be fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I expect it to either be a masterpiece or extra boring. Probably no in-between. Yep, and uh, in the near future, too, if you're a Patreon subscriber for I Hope You Suffer, uh, there'll be a, a Dylan-curated uh, triple feature coming up pretty soon, yeah, like within the next be, couple months, right? That'll be May 1st, I think. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I hope I hope you enjoy all those. I, I tried not to go too horrible on you. Oh, no, yeah, I, I fully expect those will be at least fun to watch. Awesome. That'll do it for this, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Movies from Green. Employee ever, freak. How am I gonna build an empire on your shoulders? Yeah.